Welcome to the Finding Clarity Podcast, featuring Dr. George Cannon. This podcast is a ministry of the Kerbinsville Christian Church. Finding Clarity seeks to answer your questions about Christianity. Here's George as he looks at this week's question. Welcome to the Finding Clarity Podcast. This is George Cannon, and you are listening to episode 51. The Finding Clarity Podcast is a podcast ministry of the Kerwinsville Christian Church where we seek to answer questions that you might have about the Christian life and Christianity. So each week we try to address a question that has been presented to us as something that somebody is wrestling with or others are wrestling with and that they need an answer for. So this week, we're going to wrestle with a question concerning the Word of God. It's actually a concern that someone has. They read a passage in Revelation chapter 22, a warning passage concerning the Word of God, and then they looked at this whole issue of the Bible translations that we have and how there seems to be some differences in how verses are translated, and so they have a major question that we need to wrestle with today. So here's the question. Has God's word changed with so many translations? Has God's word changed with so many translations? So let's, let's approach this topic from several standpoints. So first of all, let's, let's just acknowledge that yes, there are a lot of translations today that are available in your bookstore or online if you buy from an online retailer. And so the question is, is how do I know that what I'm getting is the Word of God? So we're going to address that a little bit further in the podcast. The reason why this person is asking this question is because they have read Revelation chapter 22, verse 18 and verse 19. John writes, For I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecies of this book. If anyone adds to these things, God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part from the book of life, from the holy city, and from the things which are written in this book. Seems to be a very stark warning here about not adding to and taking away from the Word of God. However, while this warning is true, we need to recognize what exactly is the writer talking about. What book is he talking about? Well, the chances are in our modern age, as you have maybe have heard messages and so forth, you will often hear this verse quoted by pastors with reference to the whole of the Bible. And in a general sense, yes, that is true. However, if you look at the specific sense of what is being mentioned here, specifically the context of this verse, the book that this verse is referring to is the book of Revelation, the words of the prophecy of the book of Revelation. It is a warning concerning that we are not to add to the prophecy of the book of Revelation or take away from the book of Revelation because the prophecy in the book of Revelation is complete 
and it's not to be added to. In fact, this is not uncommon. In the book of Daniel, Daniel is told the same thing. If you go to Daniel chapter 12, verse 9, the angel says to Daniel, after Daniel wants to understand more, the angel says, Go your way, Daniel, for the words are closed and sealed till the end of time. There, the angel is saying, there's nothing more that's going to be revealed to you. You have the prophecy. This is it until the end of time. That's the same thing that is going on in the end of the book of Revelation, is that this verse is with reference to that nothing can be added to the prophecy of the book of Revelation or taken away. It is sealed. It is, and if anyone does, they are in danger of the judgment. However, if we move away from this verse, the question still is valid. Has God's word changed with so many translations? Well, let me just go ahead and present to you the fact of a couple of things that you and I need to be aware of. When you look at the English Bible, or English Bibles, I should say, of the various translations that are out there. You need to understand there is a key word that you need to grasp a hold of. And the key word is, is that they are translations. Translations of what, George? Translations of the original documents or copies of the original documents. And those copies of the original documents were written in three different languages. In the Old Testament, we have documents that were written in the Hebrew as well as in Aramaic. When we get to the New Testament, those documents were written in Koine Greek. Koine Greek is actually an older form of Greek, which was the language of the common people of the day. Now, when we talk about an English translation, or when we talk about any translation around the world, we are talking about taking those documents from their original languages and translating them so that we have a copy of those documents in our language. In our language. And now the reason why we have so many translations is because Language is fluid. Language is constantly changing. And the meaning of words changes with time. And even the meaning of word changes with it from one generation to another. And so you have to choose words that translate what was being said in the original languages in the language of the day. Now, people get hung up on things because what happens is is they have a tendency to reject newer translations because they have found that they have preferred their translation over other translations. And so their preferred Bible becomes the Bible that everybody else should use and the other translations are wrong. Friends, that has nothing to do with whether or not God's word in a translation is valid. 
That has to do with your preferences. That's sort of like trying to decide what type of music do you like in church. And that fight is just as big as it is of whether or not you should be using a certain version of the Bible. So let me just kind of give you some implications about the whole issue of the many translations that we have going on. There are people who end up liking a version so much that that's what they identify, and so they basically launch into arguments saying how that their version of the Bible is the only version and only true version. Most people are familiar with folks who are King James only, and they would say that the only version of the Bible is the 1611 King James. Now, the problem with that argument is, is several fold. Number one, nobody can read a 1611. In fact, just so you understand, the King James Bible that you buy in your bookstore or that your grandma gave you is actually the 1769 revision of the King James. What do you mean revision? What does that have to do with anything? Well, the revision took place, are you ready for this, because language changed and they needed to revise it so that it could be read in the language of the people that day. In fact, to be honest with you, the new King James, which King James-only people reject, is the 1984 revision of the King James Bible. Now, when you listen to their arguments, their arguments are the same arguments that the church made when the English Bible was translated in that there should only be one Bible, which was the Latin Vulgate. That was happening in the past. Now we see there's another translation that's come out that's very good. I'm starting to use it in my own personal time, which is the English Standard Version. But there are now people who are ESV only, and they're making the same type of arguments. Here's what it has to do. It has to do with preferences, not with anything else. The other thing I need you to understand is, when you look at the whole issue of the translations, from the very beginning, when Wycliffe first translated the whole Bible into the English language, and then William Tyndale translated it, it, and in fact, 90% of what William Tyndale translated is reflected in our translations today. When you see from all the way to then to where we are today and the number of translations that are taking place, what's going on there is, is that there is a desire among the people who are Bible translators to get the Bible in its original form into the language of the people today, to get an English Bible that reflects what the text is saying. And that's why. Why do we do that? Because I've already mentioned it. Language is fluid. So the issue is about getting translations in the language of the day because the language changes. Language changes. Now, when we talk about translations, I just need to make a note here that there are three types of translations that you can buy today. There are precise translations. That is, there are precise translations of what was written in the original languages. That would include the King James, the New King James, the English Standard Version, the Revised Standard Version, a New American Standard 
Bible as well is reflected of a precise translation. The second type of translation is what is known as a dynamic equivalent. It's not a precise translation word for word, but rather it is a thought for thought translation. That would be reflected in what was the very popular version of the NIV. It's also reflected in some of the other modern translations that are out there today. They are called dynamic equivalents. The third translation is called a paraphrase. That is where the verse has been paraphrased in the language of the day. And that would include versions such as the old Living Bible, and the even older Phillips translation, and the more current translation known as the Message. Now, my recommendation for you as a pastor, if you were attending a church, is, okay, it's okay to have your favorite Bible, and I would suggest that you have a precise Bible as your version. But you should also have other Bibles, like dynamic equivalent Bibles, like the NIV, and also have paraphrases so that you can compare and get a greater idea of what the text is saying. Now, having said that, all of this is not changing the Word of God. The Word of God does not change. What appears to be changing is simply the words that are chosen to reflect what the original languages say. And to be honest with you folks, language changes, so therefore the translations are going to change. And we're not in danger by doing this. This is not something that we should be worried about. In fact, I'm going to do this. If you are a regular listener to the Finding Clarity podcast, if you listen on our church app, or if you go through our Facebook page, we're going to include a link there for you to listen to a Sunday school message that I brought concerning getting a grasp on the English Bible, where we kind of look at the nature of the Bible, the nature of Bible translation, we look at the history of the English Bible, and look at the implications of that today, if you want to study this further. Finding Clarity podcast is really an opportunity to try to answer questions that you might have or that others might have about Christianity and the Christian life. You say, George, I've got a question. How do I get that to you? Well, if you attend our services here at the Kerwinsville Christian Church, you just simply need to either throw a question in the offering plate or get me the question or give it to one of our leaders, and we'll take a look at it and we'll try to address it here on the podcast. By the way, if you don't have a church home, we would encourage you to consider maybe coming to the Kerwinsville Christian Church if you live in the Kerwinsville-Clearfield area. Our service is at 1045 on Sunday mornings, and we gather to worship and to study God's Word here, and you are more than welcome to come and be a part of our fellowship. You might be listening and you say, George, I really like the podcast and I really feel led to support the podcast in some way. How do I do that? 
Well, you can contact us by mail at Kerwinsville Christian Church, 700 State Street, Kerwinsville, Pennsylvania, 16833. You can also contact us through Facebook, facebook.com slash Podcast. We encourage you to like the page so you can keep up with what's happening on the podcast. But you can message us through the page or you can write on our wall and we'll be sure to get your question. You can also contact us through the church webpage, kerwinsvillechristian.org. Simply go to the contact section and we'll be sure to answer your question. Next week, we're going to be looking at a question that really deals with the heart of salvation. And it really deals with the issue of Jesus dying on the cross. And the question is, why did someone have to die for our sins? Until next week, take care.